0: Carmen Davenport is with us here today, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, how are you? I'm doing awesome as well, yeah, it's great to have you on the show.
2: Thank you, I appreciate it and I appreciate the invite, this is amazing, I love it.
0: Yeah, so can you just describe to us what it is that you do with your work?
2: Well, actually I do a lot of things, but um, the main thing that I'm doing is I'm a life coach and I'm an author. And with the life coach, um, basically what I do is I help people who are confused and feeling lost realize how their hidden traumas basically are preventing them from living the fulfilled life that everybody wants to live. You know, we all want to live a life with purpose, with clarity and with confidence. Um, Mm -hmm. But often it's our hidden traumas that prevents us from living that type of life. So what I do is I really help expose some of those hidden traumas that have been stopping um, us from really moving forward and, you know, being able to make our goals come true. You know, some of us, we lost so often we have goals that we just never achieve. Mm. And it's the hidden traumas that tend to be the cause of that.
0: Yeah. And is it quite hard to find out what these traumas are in people? Because I'm guessing, you know, each person is unique. So do you have to try different ways of finding out the traumas for each person?
2: That's correct. Everybody is unique. But what I do is I have a, a process that I use and it allows for me to basically drill down into what those traumas are. Yeah. So it's almost like reverse engineering. You know, I ask um, specific questions um, to get to certain points. And then I continue to reverse engineer from those questions. So it's, you know, a lot of times, like I said, they don't realize what it is until I actually expose it. And then we could, you know, I can show them how that one thing, that one seed that was planted in their lives years ago has been affecting everything that they've done from that point on
0: yeah
2: and that's when they realize like wow that is it and once that's exposed and they know it now then they're able to kind of break free from it Mm. you know because it's no longer going to affect them because they know what it is yeah they they know what it was you know so it's no longer going to affect them um and how i found that out was for me i had been in a very dark place for like 30 years Mm. And um, although I was achieving things in life, I wasn't really meeting my full potential. Yeah. I wasn't meeting my full potential. I'm a retired um, United States Marine. I did 25 years. I did three deployments, um, you know, as a single parent. I've, I've done so much in the military. But when it was time for me to really focus on me, I, I really had no clue. And I actually use my process on myself to drill back to, to find out why I've had failed relationships. You know, why um, do I interact with people the way I interact with them? Um, why is it that, you know, I fear um, success?
0: Mm.
2: You know, because some people actually fear success. So, so why is that? You know, and it it actually went back to a time period where I was actually um, molested wow. by my stepfather for seven years, mm. and that was the seed. That was the seed that caused me to have um, low self esteem. It caused me to be very promiscuous. It caused for me to have a lack of self confidence in my life. Um, it it just it that created a lot of issues. And once I realized that that was it, I truly had to just forgive. You know, I know forgiveness to a lot of people is very difficult, you know, depending on what's happened to you. Um, But I had to forgive and acknowledge that that happened. And once I acknowledged it, then I was able to remove that seed. I was, you know, now I have control over that seed. I know what it is. And whenever any type of self-confidence issues or, you know, self-esteem issues arose again or control issues arose again, then I was able to recognize it Mm. and have more control over
0: it. Yeah. So how do you actually help your clients fix this trauma and move on from it?
2: Well, I normally do a coaching session with them. Yeah. Uh, my coaching sessions are normally 90 days mm. because I, I want to, you know, if you say six months, I mean, it's, it's normally going to last longer than 90 days. But when you say six months or a year, people get discouraged, yeah. you know, so that's like, wait, that's too long. So I normally take um, take my clients through a 90 day transformation or mindset session. Mm. And what we do is we focus on specific areas in their lives. You know, transformation can be anywhere from, you know, losing weight, um, creating better health, you know, maybe transforming um, their finances, you know. And then mindset is really just focusing on your mindset, being able to to. Look at things in, from a different view, you know, from, from a different um, camera lens and see other ways to, you know, to create whatever it is that you need to create in your life. Um, a lot of times, you know, with, with us, the way that we were actually, I'll say created, is we soak in everything as a child, you know, through our five senses. Mm-hmm. We soak in everything as a child. And with that, we put definition to it. So I'll give an example. Say you have a a dog. Okay, Mm. as as a child, maybe five years old, you have a big white dog that come and jump up on you and it kind of pins you Mm. to the car or whatever. Right. Now, what you've given that that definition that you've given that is, you know, Big white dogs are scary and you use all your senses. You know, you use your, your feeling, your, your touching, your, you know, your seeing, you, you use all your senses and now big white dogs are scary. Mm. As you grow up, you continue with that definition that big white dogs are scary. Mm. You're okay with little brown dogs. You know, you're okay with little black dogs or, you know, whatever, but big white dogs are
0: scary. Interesting.
2: Yeah. And so the thing is, you take that into your life, you know, and it it kind of controls everything. So what I do is I work with people to identify why why was big white dog scary? Why did they give it that definition?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And once we identify why they gave it that definition, then we can remove that definition. We we can remove it because it's something that we decided. Mm-hmm. You know, we created that. Yeah. And if you can make, if you can make one decision that big white dogs are scary, then you can make another decision that big white dogs are not scary.
0: Yeah.
2: But you have to have evidence for that because mm. most in most, well, for that, the, the situation I'm explaining now, they have the evidence. The evidence is when that big white dog jumped up on them and pinned them to the car, right? But now if they create other evidence, like they may have seen other big white dogs walking down the street, you know, people are walking their dogs and those dogs didn't do anything. So now I help people look for new evidence, identify new evidence. Mm -hmm. And if you see the new evidence is that, you know, big white dogs are not scary, because you've seen them walk down the street, you've seen the owners walking them, you even pet a big white dog and nothing happened, then now you can make a new decision and no longer be afraid of the big white dog.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: So, you know, a lot of times, uh, like I said, our life is based on the decisions and the definitions that we give things. So it's based on the definitions that we give it. And then we create our decisions from those definitions. And if you, as I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, if you made one decision, you can make another decision. Um, I have a friend who she, you know, normally if she doesn't sleep, she's cranky.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. So she said, okay, I didn't get any sleep. So I know I'm going to be cranky. Yeah. I said, you know something, you made a decision to be cranky. So how about you make another decision to not be cranky? Mm. Since you already know, you know, that you didn't have sleep, you lack sleep. So just make another decision to not be cranky.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, and we could do that, but people don't think like that. You know, yeah. if, if you have you made a decision to hate people, you can always make another decision to love people, yeah. you know, that you, you hate because of the evidence that you have. But how about we just look for new evidence mm. to love people, you know? Yeah. I think that's something that we really need to deal with, especially in the world today.
0: Yeah, it's a good way of thinking of things. Yeah. And what's it like to actually be a life coach? Is it quite rewarding, do you find?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love seeing breakthroughs. I love seeing people achieve their goals, Mm. goals that they've had since they were children and haven't been able to realize them. I love seeing that. I love seeing people happy, you know, and truly living in their purpose and understanding what their purpose is, you know, Um, truly living their life with clarity now because now the fog is gone. Whatever was blocking them from seeing whatever it is that they're trying to do in life is now gone. Yeah. So I love being able to hear the clarity in their voice and the confidence now, knowing that, They can do whatever it is that they want to do. You just have to change the way that you're thinking about things, you know, move some of those spider webs out of the way that's, that's, you know, changed your path or created new paths for you. Mm. Um, So it's it's very rewarding. You know, just imagine if you have an audience of, you know, 5,000 people who were not living their life to their full potential. And now you have 4,000 who realize that, hey, yeah, I I can make these changes. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes you need help, which is, you know, through a life coach, um, you need that help, but I can make those changes. And can you imagine how that impacts other people and how it impacts society and then, you know, mm-hmm. the world? Like just that one person who's no longer, agitated because they didn't sleep mm. now you know their attitude isn't going to affect the next person who, who they encounter yeah. you know yeah. and then that next person may not have a bad day now because this you know the first person was agitated with them and went off went off on them mm. for not knowing what kind of coffee they want you know <laughs> stuff <laughs> you know if somebody's in the line too long and and i got to get to the train station you know now you're mad you, you see, it's 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 a it's a chain reaction mm. when you look at how each person affects someone else and how many touches that one person actually have. You look at it as a spider web that one person in the middle may have a reach of five people and then each of those five people have another reach of five people. And each of those five people have another reach of five people. Yeah. And if that one person in the middle have a really negative attitude, it can it can negatively affect the five people that's around them. And it just keeps spider webbing out,
0: mm. you know. Yeah.
2: Uh, and if that one person in the center is positive and they know what they want to do and their influence, you know, in society, then those five people that they're connecting to are probably going to fall you know along that line of also being an influence and being positive because of the seeds that's being planted in them yeah every person we connect to we plant a seed it could be a positive seed or a negative seed
0: mm, absolutely yeah yeah. And yeah are there any challenges that come with the work
2: Oh, uh, you know, I think the greatest challenge for me is actually just being able to reach the amount of people that I that I want to. Yeah. Because it's I know that once I reach them, I know that I can heal them. Mm. You know, mentally, physically, socially, uh, emotionally. You know, I can help them get to the level that they're trying to get to. I can help them. Um, accomplish the goal that they've been desiring to accomplish you know Mm. so it's really just reaching the people (laughs) Mm. Uh, but other than that no I don't I don't have any any challenges Um, everything is awesome all of the my clients are awesome and you know everyone is just eager to learn and move forward Mm. which is which is great it's amazing you know it's amazing to be able to see that so no challenges here
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good to have a job where there aren't really many challenges a lot of people might wish for that
2: exactly exactly
0: yeah so how did you first start to get interested in life coaching as a career in the first place
2: it has always been a gift for me um People would always come to me to confide in me or ask me for advice. I mean, and that's been my whole life. Um, Now, once I actually, I actually joined the military in 1990. Mm. And at that time, I noticed, you know, people constantly coming to me and they would call me counselor or coach. You know, Mm. that was like the name that was given to me. And so, you know, throughout my 25-year career, I continued to do that. I just continued to counsel people and coach people, whether it was their personal lives or finances or um, weight loss, you know, anything that basically um, kind of prevented them from really doing what it was that they wanted to do. Mm. So once I retired, I said, "This, this is just so natural for me. It's, it's natural. It's not work. It's natural to be able to talk to someone and really see their eyes light up. And, yeah. you know, it's almost like the, the, the you know, when you have a light bulb and it goes off, you know, yeah. you, you see it. You see it. And it's, it's almost as if everything that they've dealt with in life is gone. Mm. It's like it's gone. So as far as doing life coaching, it's, it just became natural, you know, and I have a lot of people who just contact me just to talk or people who come to my house for service. I just talk to them and, you know, they, they turn out to want to be my client. You know, they realize that there's things that they need to work through. And a lot of times we don't talk to people, you know, we really don't talk to people. We just try to deal with things ourselves, but um, you know, when they realize that there's things they had to work through and, you know, they needed some help, then it's, it's
0: easy. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. in terms of the day to day work that you do, how is your typical day as a life coach structured?
2: Well, normally I would check my emails in the morning to see if there's anything that I need to work on. Um, I would make my posts. I normally post on my social media platforms and it's, normally just some type of motivational empowerment statement or either a video. And then from there, I go into my coaching or whatever it is that I have to do for that day. Um, with my coaching, I normally have to go through, you know, my notes. I keep notes, you know, yeah. so I can see what it was that I assigned that person to do because with coaching, basically coaching is about motivation and accountability.
0: Yeah.
2: You motivate them to see the potential And then you also keep them accountable once you provide them with that plan. So depending on the plan that I have, I can meet with my clients once a week or every other week. But what I'll do is I'll take a look at my previous work with that client to see what it was that, you know, they were told to do, what what it is that maybe they were dealing with at the time, what they were feeling. And I just go over that information so that when I encounter them, you know, the the next encounter, then we actually go over that information. I make sure that they've done their assignments. I see if their mood has changed, if, you know, they're feeling better or, you know, so I, I kind of just gauge what's actually happening in their lives to see, you know, what else we need to do. Yeah. What other works we need to do, because there's a lot of different things that you know, we can do within the life coaching field. And, um, for me, because I focus on, you know, the mental, the social, emotional, and physical aspects of wellness, then, you know, there's a lot of different tools that I may need to dip into and pull out to help my clients with. Yeah. it's Not just one area, you know, in your life. It's not just dealing with them, um, you know set a goal and you reach that goal no there's there's emotional things that go along with that you know there's mental and and social if if someone wants to be a speaker but they don't know how to socialize or you know they they want to um, they don't know how to speak in front of people then we have to work on that yeah and decide if that's really what you want to do you know why do you want to be a speaker and, and kind of drill down into certain things to see if they're doing things based on, you know, what it is that their heart desires, or if someone else planted a seed and told them, oh, you will be good with this. And then they just ran with that, you know, so it's, um, it's just a lot of tools that I may have to look at and pull out. So, you know, really knowing your clients, and uh, being able to move forward with them, because I don't leave them, I'm walking with them as they're going through their journey. You know, so um, that's basically what I'm doing day to day, Just you know, it's, it, or even preparing myself, you know, um, if there's certain works that I need to look into or, you know, check, check some of my books to see what else I can um, help them with, then that's what I do. Yeah, mm. I have a huge library full of books.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you've written your own book, The Warrior Stance. So, what yeah. does this book cover exactly? Well, The
2: Warrior Stance is it's more about helping people gain clarity, um, create self worth and self confidence as a warrior. Yeah, and with that, I actually provide thirteen principles that you know we would actually apply to our lives. And once you have those 13 principles applied to your work life as well as your family life, you create your stance. You create your stance of confidence. Mm-hmm. You create your, your stance of self-esteem, you know, of purpose. And no matter what it is that you have to do, you can walk into a meeting with that confidence and knowing who you are. You know, you're walking in with your warrior stance the book actually has a, a sword and shield on it. Yeah. And that's basically what you're doing It's your protection. When you have your warrior stance, you're in fighting mode, you know, mm. but you have to protect yourself from the things that's coming to you. And you had to be ready to, you know, provide the things that, that you need to do to get to that next level in your life. So that's basically what the warrior stance is about. And it's really, you know, I, I tell folks, and I actually have this on the back of the book, that it's up to you to actually identify who you are, where you are, and where you want to be. And then it's up to you to build your own boundaries to support the life that you actually desire. And then, you know, you also want to minimize wavering in your stance. You know, you have a lot of people who's, who will say, okay, no, I, I, or, or they may, somebody may ask them to do something. They really don't want to do it, but they'll say, okay, I'll do it. Now that's kind of conflicting to them because they really don't want to do it, but because they have a nice heart, then they'll just say they'll do it. But once you get your warrior stance, you'll be able to make decisions in confidence. If it's not something that you want to do, then don't do it. You know, don't, don't be concerned about hurting people's feelings you know you you stand up for yourself. this is your stance. Don't allow people to force you or bully you into doing something you really don't want to do. Mm. you know, so it really helps to minimize that wavering, you know, and then it also helps you gain control over your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions. yeah, you know you we really need to have that. A lot of us don't have control over our own thoughts or our own emotions and actions. We allow for. Um, society and um, you know family and friends to control our emotions yeah. or to control our actions by the things that they uh, do to us you know um, like I, I have a another client who's in a relationship and one minute they're good and then the next minute they're not and so now she's crying and upset and then the next minute they're good and then the next minute they're not and now she's crying and upset again. <laughs> And, you know, and that's allowing for someone else to control your emotions. Yeah. Don't do that. You know, make a stance and say, okay, we're, we're not going to go through this. I'm not going to go through this. You know, and that's part of the confidence that you receive by going through the work areas because uh, Warrior of Stance is a workbook. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's an actual, you know, I provide information. And then I provide areas in there where you can kind of identify where you are right now on that specific area. And then there's another section where you can identify how you can apply that section to your life. And then there's affirmations in there that you would use daily, you know? yeah. So it's it's really a hands-on book. It helps families, it helps individuals, you can use it in your workspace, you can use it for your employees, you know, students. It's it's an all-around um, help book for anyone who's trying to have some sort of or you know create some sort of self-improvement in their life. Um, to be better for their family as well as within their workspace.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How long did the whole book take you to write? Ew, okay.
2: <laughs> 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 you know, the book actually took me, I'll say maybe a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, mm. maybe a year and a half or two years because I was really trying to make sure that the information that I was putting in there um, you know, it was going to be helpful, mm. truly helpful. I, I don't like dead space, I don't like to kind of just throw stuff out there. I want to make sure that every sentence you read is going to provide some sort of support for your life. Yeah. Is is going to, you know, you'll be able to recognize it and you're able to apply it to your life. So I had to write it in a way, you know, being that it reaches all different genres in, um, or generations. I had to make sure that it was understood. It wasn't something that was too difficult to read, you know, and I didn't want to dummy it down, you know, for some of the, the higher levels. So it took some time to write. <laughs> but it's, once the, pro- the project was done, it's, it's an amazing project. It really is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Was it easy to find the time to write the book or were you really busy being a life coach at the same time?
2: Oh, yes, I was busy being a life coach. I was also, um, I'm also in my doctor's program. Yeah. So that's taken a lot of time. I'm in my doctor's program for business and um, just, just, you know, just the normal at home, taking care of the house, cooking, cleaning, you know. So, so it yeah, it did take a lot of time. And I think maybe if I was focused on just the book, then it probably wouldn't have taken that long, but I had other projects going as well. Yeah. Uh, just as I mentioned, I'm in my life, you know, I was doing life coaching. I'm in my doctorate's program, you know, so a lot of, um, The things that I was doing actually helped incorporate some information in the book. But, you know, I really had to find the time to write the book because I knew I needed to do it. Yeah. You know, so I really had to find time and set that time aside to write the book. It's like scheduling. I had to schedule it in my schedule. So I can write it. Yeah.
0: Well, where are we able to find your book and also your life coaching services everywhere?
2: Yes. Well, my book is available on Amazon. Um, you can order it through Walmart. You can just um, if you just go online, you, you'll you be able to find it. It's all yeah. over the place, um, but definitely through Amazon. And there's also a Kindle version that can be ordered as well through Amazon. Um, as far as people contacting me, my website is actually www.invincibleyoucoaching.com. And my email is Carmen Davenport at invincibleUcoaching.com. Um, I am on social media And my Facebook and my IG handles are I am Carmen Davenport. Nice. Yes. And my LinkedIn is meet Carmen Davenport.
0: Nice. Well, we'll make sure to keep up with you. And thank you very much for coming on the show today. It's been great having you on.
1: Thank you. I really
2: appreciate it, Toby.
1: The Toby Gribben
0: Show